This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Listen, it's time to jump on into it with your pals, Nat and Jess, and catch up on all things women's health and fitness. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your new Babes Listen episode. And I just want to start off by saying I'm very, very excited that we have launched the announcement of our event. Ta-da! Isn't it so exciting Sorry, that to was quite actually, I, I liked it, it was a bit like a message. <laughs> um, isn't it so exciting to just have it out? And actually, it has been a, kind of a long, not kind of, it's been a long time coming. We've chatted has, about this for well over a year. years. What? Okay, cool. Yeah. Since you were <laughs> 15 how 15 years. 13. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I was 13 years old. I thought one day I'm going to do a workshop with Jess Feek. And it's going to be for about women's health. No, I'm so excited. Yeah. And thank you so much for the support that we've had so far, so far. Those of you that have bought tickets, if you haven't yet, make sure you do because you do not want to miss out on this event. And I might do a quick rundown of what it's going to be like because yeah. I've had a few questions yeah. from yeah, yeah, yeah. people. Good idea. And then, so I mentioned on the Instagram, on our Instagram, the Instagram, boomer alert, um, on our Instagram that would have chats and bubbles and lots of people have said so is the bubbles before or after the workout mm. which is a fair enough question because you are question. quite we are quite random mm-hmm. and I understand that you probably think you're going to get a bubbles on arrival no 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 so what the plan is is so we would uh I think we said this is not in concrete but anyway we'll start with yoga mm-hmm. we'll have we want to hopefully have a smoothie ready for you to have. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, have we'll feed you. Yeah, we'll feed you. Um, education and then a workout with me and Q&A and finishing off with bubbles. So the bubbles is at the end. If you want to have a bubbles beforehand, feel free to do that beforehand. That's on you. <laughs> That's on you. And I, I kind of support it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done drunk yoga, but I wonder if there's a market for hey, it. Hey, we're not saying drunk. We're saying tipsy after yoga. a drink. Yeah, tipsy yoga. Tipsy yoga. Do you know what? Side note, uh, there are lots of different types of yoga. There's laughing yoga. There's also yoga that you do with um, goats. Yes, I've seen that. And yeah. it's out the gate. I can't so, think of anything worse. A tipsy yoga, there might be a market for it. I wonder yeah. would it be more flexible. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll change the bubbles to the start. Who knows? But the other thing is we will have an amazing goodie bag we're working mm. on at the moment. But yep. it is looking to be very, very good. And we're just so excited to see you. Like... Those of you that we've met or not met, but we're just excited to hang out and chat and have a really good laugh and just hang out with like-minded people. Yeah, and if you've never, like, if you've never ever done a workout with us, then this yeah. is this is pretty exciting to do that. And the other thing is that if you've never been for a drink or coffee with us, <laughs> then that'll be new for you too. <laughs> Well, I feel like every Friday we have a coffee with people because we just sit there and talk and chat. It's true. And it feels like that vibe where we're just chatting with friends, except that we can't see them. Um, But yeah, we're just really excited. And also the venue, Mm. the venue Mm. at the Ilex in the Botanic Garden. So that that large white building, if you haven't seen it before, it's got a cafe. Um, It says Ilex Cafe on our um, Eventbrite, but it's actually the... um, the event room where they have weddings. Yes. And I just think that space is incredible. And uh, credit to uh, the lovely person that we were dealing with from Ilex because when we said we'd like to work out... It was no problem. And this is this is yeah. a space where they have wedding receptions and, yeah. and we're like um and we'd like to um do a workout and yeah, we'd like yeah. to go. Is, that is no it problem? okay if we sweat a little bit in the yeah. space? Yeah. And she was so good She's about so it. Cool. And she did say we they clean the carpet all the time mm. after events. Which how cool is that? Yeah. Like that's awesome. We're gonna be lying there. You can bring your own mat, though, if you don't want to lie on the carpet. That's totally fine. But it's not a must. But, yeah, I'm just so excited. It's still three months away, so 
we've got a few bits and pieces to plan. But if you haven't and you want to come, if you haven't already, get your ticket because you do not want to miss out. It's going to be the time of our lives. Or get someone to buy you the <gasps> Christmas ticket. present. Yeah, get someone to buy Christmas you the ticket. Christmas present. Yes, bring yeah. your bring your sister, your mom. Yeah. Hey, it's not just for women. Men can come too. Bring a boyfriend. He might learn something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just it's had this conversation all. the other day when someone was asking about a podcast, a guy that we work with, and uh, I said, the thing is, you listen to it, you're going to get an insight into what it is to be female in this world. Yeah. You know, so, um, no, it's not specifically for, neither is the podcast specifically yeah. for women. It's We're just exclusive. talking about mostly what the experience of being female is. Uh, you know what? It's been a while since we've been here. About a week and a half, I think. It feels like a long time. Yeah. A week a week and a half ago, we had <laughs> um, the lovely Sarah on, um, yeah. who is my cousin. And, uh, you know, pretty heavy episode in terms of the topic was grief and loss, and uh, which has unfortunately been a big part of Sarah's Life, but it was very interesting to chat to her and kind of hear about her experience and also what she's found helpful for processing that and, um, you know, how she's, I suppose, accepted that that's a part of her life and things. How did you feel hearing about that? Me. Having yeah. not been in Christchurch at the time of the earthquakes? Uh, being in the room with her, I I was trying not to crawl into a hole. <laughs> That's the best way for me to describe it. I I felt so much empathy for her. I thought she was so brave. Mm. She talked about it so well. Mm. Like, I don't think you could speak about it better than that. Like, she was so strong. Mm. And it's it's something that we talked about in the podcast that she doesn't like talking about. You know, mm. she doesn't like to go to the events on the anniversary and stuff. So for her to come on our podcast and talk about it, I I say thank you so much mm. because that's, you know, like it's not enjoyable. And we've had a lot of people connect with us that have had um, either similar or not similar experiences. And it was deep. Not all our podcasts are that deep, but this was really, I think this was really important to talk about because grief, we all go through grief. Mm. Every every single person does at some point in our lives. Mm. So I think it's important to talk about it. And it does get easier the more you talk about it. Like it does get better the more you talk about it. Mm. So, yeah. But I – no, so I wasn't in Christchurch during the earthquakes. I was in Wellington. I was studying. I had a, quite a few Christchurch friends. So I didn't ex- – experienced them firsthand but you know I've had um people in my lives who who like Essie was quite was very much affected by them because mm. he was um at Les Mills next to the CTV site so saw some pretty awful stuff and a lot of the people at Les Mills actually mm. saw a lot of awful stuff as well so mm. um I just I have so much empathy for everyone that was here during yeah no matter how they were affected it affected everybody mm. what about you in terms of having Sarah on or the Having Sarah on and the Christchurch earthquake. Uh, I'm really proud of her. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get a little bit emotional. Oh, I think. It's okay. Um, I'm really proud of her because, uh, like she mentioned, she came to live with Greg and I in Dublin um, oh, only oh, about a year and a half after it happened, I think, not long after. And um, I'm just so proud of her being able to talk about it mm. because it's something that's been very, very difficult for her. Obviously, it's very painful. Obviously, yeah. And, you know, I just... And then having lost her mum as well, my auntie and, um, at the time, when she lost her mum, she was pregnant with her daughter. So she became a mum really not long after losing her own. And, um, y- you know, I think I think those are pretty challenging things to go through uh, you know, in, in 30 years and things, she's a very, very strong person. Yeah. And But that vulnerability of talking about it is the thing that I really admire about her and I'm just really proud, really proud. Um, but tough, tough topic. You were in Dublin during the earthquakes? Yeah, we so we moved in January. Right. 
a month before, um, just over a month before the earthquake. So, and the time difference is sort of 11, 12 hours. So yeah. uh, my experience of the Christchurch earthquakes were that I woke up to my phone with lots of messages, <gasps> messages from um, one of my best friends who um, was living in Auckland at the time, I think. She lives in Wellington now, but um, saying, you know, massive earthquake in Christchurch, um, check in with everyone. Yeah. Um, then I had some other messages. I think my mum was able to message me and she said everyone's accounted for, because it had been a number of hours by the time I, okay. I woke up, everyone's accounted for apart from Adam, who's my cousin, Sarah's brother. And um, so that was probably the start of kind of, you know, that um, really difficult yeah. uh, worry about yeah. was he going to be okay? And, you know, as each day goes past, then you start to lose a little bit more hope because it's only so long you can survive without water yeah. and all of yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, not not in Christchurch at the time. Flew back um, a couple of weeks after. Um, but also quite a strange feeling to... I'm from Christchurch. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I really, I really love where I'm from. I'm mm. very proud and very passionate kind of... Um, Canterbury and, and uh, very heartbreaking actually to be so far away when that's yeah. happening to the people that you care about and the city that you care about and it's a very it's a very strange experience. However, being in this city, going through aftershocks, going through the rebuild, uh, I just I can't like the strength of the people in this city to go through that actually. Acknowledging that, I think, is really important. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, the people in this city deserve such a good one after going through that. Oh, yeah, they do. They went through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And varying degrees of, you know, people who lost their homes and lost family members, friends, you know, co-workers, um, but then had to deal with the aftershocks and the disruption to life and all of that. So, because how long after did you move to Christchurch? So... Wait, two and a half years? Because I moved, because I worked in construction, so I moved to help with the rebuild. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, there were lots and lots of jobs going, Mm. so it kind of made sense if you're going to be a construction graduate, so as a project manager, it would make sense to move to Christchurch to go and help, pretty much. Do you think you would have moved to Christchurch? Had the Uh, earthquake not happened? No. Yeah. No way. No. I didn't want to move. I loved Wellington. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess because there was a sense of, like, they need help. Mm. You know, there's, there's a lot to do. Mm. And also, what, a, what an experience to be part of a rebuild mm. of an entire city. Mm. You know, like, that's um, something you'll never really experience. Mm. And, you know, um, and also there were so many jobs, so it was easy to get mm. a job, mm. you know. Not easy. Actually, that's not true because I know people who didn't get mm. a job. So mm. it's not easy. I shouldn't say that, but there were a lot more jobs going in Christchurch than there were in Wellington and Auckland, mm. you know. I wanted to stay in Wellington, but I ended up – I actually had plans to move back. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to work for two years in Christchurch, help with the rebuild, and then move back. Here I am. <laughs> and you love Christchurch. <laughs> like, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. But, yeah, but I'm also, like – Essie's whole family is here, mm. you know, so I don't want to move him away from them because they are really tight. And I do mm. love Christchurch. Mm. I do. But I think um, at the time I was very much set on going back to Wellington. I don't think I've ever heard you complain about Christchurch. No. No, you That's don't. True. Interesting. I no. like that. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. No, I do. I do love it. I think I've got a great life here. I've built something that I, you know, like a life that I really enjoy. Mm. I don't really have anything to complain about, Mm. you know? Yeah. That's such a good point. (laughs) On that note, not. i got no segue. I just, um, (laughs) what I wanted to um, move from was chatting about how much you love Christchurch to what (laughs) the podcast was. No, she really does. Like, you are, you really love Christchurch. That's the feeling I get from you. Really? Yeah. Or, I think I'm just a ha- I'm just are happy. You just a, are you just a positive person? I, yeah, and I am a happy. Yeah. You know, like I think, like I've travelled a bit and stuff, mm. and I and I've talked about um, mo- wanting to move overseas and all that, mm. but it does go back to Essie's family's here, and we've built 
like successful businesses here mm. you know it would be silly for us to leave all that you know what i mean and that's what holidays are for oh yeah good point i love a good holiday yeah <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward looking forward to another one you know build up that energy again especially when it's been drained. A couple of weeks ago, we chatted about <laughs> energy drainers. You are the queen and, of segways. Uh, I, like I like to connect it, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but I, I just wanted to chat about a poll that I put out around how good are you at dealing with energy drainers? Because I thought, uh, surely I'm not the only one who kind of struggles a little bit with this. And oh, the majority... The majority is coming back as saying I'm quick to spot them and stay the hell away. (laughs) Are you really, though? So you're saying lie, lie, pants on fire? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like confident you, maybe, when you're in the... Is this you projecting your insecurity on everybody else? Maybe. Surely I'm not alone. You're not alone. Some people don't even know that they're not good at that. Mm. I'm trying to make you feel better. Mm. Move on, though. Mm. <laughs> and then tips and tricks for kind of dealing with um, energy um, drainers. Quite like this one. Short responses look busy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, so I've got, yeah, I've got to go. Actually, I do that. I do that. Do you? So much. Oh, yeah, actually, I shouldn't really reveal that, but I do do that. You're a master. <laughs> so um, busy, busy. And then another one uh, came through as... Basically, I have no issue um, ghosting people. No problem at all. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. That takes courage. It's definitely drawing a line in the sand, just yeah. kind of going, I'm I'm pretty black and white on it. But uh, the energy drainer thing, uh, we chatted a little bit more about sort of boundaries and that to look after your energy, you establish good boundaries. And what we wanted to do then was chat a little bit more about boundaries so that if you're not in the majority, which is claiming <laughs> that you're good at spotting them and staying away from them. Bitter. Mm. Bitter, right? Yeah. <laughs> have a truth poll next time. Um, and uh, next time when you put a poll, just say, "Don't lie." Don't lie. <laughs> uh, but if but if you're if this isn't something that you're um, particularly strong in, and you find that your energy gets drained a bit, then how do you establish good boundaries and uh, and what are they? So just a reminder that personal boundaries are the act of setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's a life skill that was um, became quite popular with like self-help authors and stuff like that in about the 80s. But it's sort of, it's pretty well accepted by like counselling and things like that. And I'd say most people understand, boundaries. you know, um, yeah. boundaries. Communicating and asserting personal values is a way to preserve and protect against having them compromised or violated. Um, and the term boundary, it's a metaphor. So within bounds, meaning acceptable, and out of bounds, meaning unacceptable. So the interesting thing about boundaries, though, is we we can think about them in very black and white terms, right? Like, are you good at establishing boundaries or are you not so good as, at establishing boundaries? But that's kind of a bit of a spectrum, really. And on one end, you've got... Uh, where you would say like more loose boundaries, porous boundaries, on the absolute opposite end of the scale is very rigid boundaries. So, and then somewhere in between is kind of this healthy space where there's a little bit of give and take. So there's an issue with having boundaries that are far too loose and there's an issue with having boundaries that are far too rigid. Yeah. So, and we can kind of move between that depending on environment and all of that sort of stuff. So here are some examples of porous boundaries, like loose boundaries. Um, Oversharing personal information, you have difficulty saying no. (laughs) Nat's laughing because we do a podcast about exactly that, where we sit here and we overshare personal information. Like so much. I feel like I've revealed... No, actually, I do have other secrets <laughs> I haven't shared yet on here. But we're one day I probably will. We're just scratching the surface here. <laughs> um, over-involved with others' problems, dependent on the opinion of others, accepting of abuse or disrespect, fears rejection if they do not comply with others. So that's that's sort of like your loose, more porous boundaries. Right. 
On the other end of the scale is someone who has rigid boundaries, avoids intimacy and close relationships, unlikely to ask for help, has few close relationships, very protective of personal information, may seem detached even with romantic partners, and keeps others at a distance to avoid the possibility of rejection. Mm. Interesting. Wow, I think I know someone that does that quite a lot. But I think it's, a lot of the time, I think when you do have very rigid boundaries, it would be based on your, the life experiences you've had, right? Mm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know this person has very rigid boundaries and struggles to connect with people mm-hmm. and their partner, um, but it is based on their upbringing. So they've established very rigid boundaries to keep themselves safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The healthy kind of space between that is, um, I guess, I don't know if I want to say what we're aiming for, but, you know, so it doesn't compromise values for others, um, knows what your needs are and has no problem communicating them, and also is quite is okay with accepting no from other people as well. So that health, healthy kind of space yeah. in between. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you've... I've got healthy boundaries? Yeah. I mean, that's it's a really, really big question, <clears throat> but like... It is. Or do you feel like you, in vulnerable moments, maybe that's the question, yeah. when you're feeling vulnerable, do you lean more towards having loose or rigid boundaries? I think the more vulnerable I get, the more rigid they get. Mm. Don't you think? Would you think that's me? Hmm... Like, if I say if I'm vulnerable and I'm really tired and I'm peopled out, yeah, I'm not going to... Well, I'll still do the things that I said that I'll do. So if I've said that, I'll... And this is where S is the opposite. Like, he's he's very good at just going... Even though he committed, mm. he's not in a space where he feels like he um, needs to see people, he needs his own time, then he'll say, sorry, I can't make it. Mm. Whereas I'm one that if I have committed I'll go mm. no matter how I'm feeling you yeah know? you turn up unless I really yeah unless yeah. I really can't go obviously yeah. yeah but I tend to follow through yeah mm. yeah so yeah. maybe that's where my boundaries could be better is rather than because I'm so like I just have this thing where I don't like to let people down so if I've told them I'm I'm going to go to this event or whatever mm. I don't like to let them down no matter how I'm feeling so I'll turn up mm. but then sometimes if I turn up and I'm a little bit worse for wear, like what's, am I really doing them a service? I think I turn it on. But like, for example, this is a good example. Mm. Last Saturday, when we all taught tone, mm. I was like another person before yeah. the class. And yeah. I didn't, re- I didn't yeah. realise, but I was so burnt out. I was so in like autopilot mode. I got up, got dressed, left, didn't have coffee, didn't eat went to the gym, went straight to the staff room. Like, I could have got a coffee from the cafe, but I didn't. I was just so, like, teach class, then go, you know? Mm. And I was talking to you, um, Holly and Gabby, mm. and <laughs> you three were so good about it, but I just felt like, one, I wasn't awake. Two, I couldn't really give much. Like, I just felt like I was, like, a robot. Mm. Is that what you felt I was like? Uh, no, like I said to you... Oh, you th- thought I was calm. I was like, wow, she's so calm. But I also knew that you were you were pretty burnt out. So, you know, I was sort of like, that's a little bit out of character today. <laughs> she's a bit off. Um, or she's, you know, but I knew that you were going to have the next day off. So I was like, you yeah, know, as a yeah. friend, I, you know, I feel um, yeah. confident that you're going to regroup. But I was like, well, that's interesting when she's burnt out, she's very zen. Yeah, but I guess I just had nothing to give. So I wasn't high, I wasn't low, I was just meh. Yeah. You know? And I feel like I still, like the I class know, was you really good. meh. I felt meh. Like I felt like I just was like... You seem pretty happy. Calm and not really... I was. I didn't have any big emotions, mm. you know? Mm. Class though, I turned it on and I was fine. Mm. After class, I was like, I'm naked. But I was a bit higher on energy because I just taught class. Mm. This is a situation where someone with really healthy boundaries maybe would have been like, actually, I'm not up for it. Okay. I have barely slept. But, like, there's no way I want to let you down on new release. 
you haven't learnt my tracks, mm, you know, mm. like I'm not going to the night before be like, sorry, girls, I'm not coming because mm. I'm I'm burnt out, mm, you mm, know? Mm, mm. What do you think? Uh, I can't ever imagine you not teaching in that situation. The social stuff is interesting, though, because we've talked about this before. Yeah. And I, I said you're definitely someone who turns up, maybe yeah. because I tend to be more like EC where – you know, if I'm if I'm feeling drained, I I can't. And then it's the social anxiety thing. I'm like, I yeah. literally can't. I'm at phobic levels of being around people yeah. right now. Yeah. Like I said to you, I think you you turn up for people, uh, just to maybe be a little bit more kind with yourself. That if you are feeling really not up to it, mm. that if they care about you, they'll understand. Yeah. But still, I wouldn't want to let them down. Like I wouldn't have wanted to let you down last weekend. Yeah, mm. but I think I I think the healthy boundaries for me is something that I've learned over time. I used to be a yes person. And I used to do everything under the sun mm. um, because I didn't want to let people down. Whereas now I'm a lot better at not saying yes to everything. Mm. So I don't do every cover. You know when yeah. you know like that's the typical new instructor thing, yeah. right? Is to do every single cover. Yeah, I used to have no boundaries with that. I felt mm. like I had like a almost like a um, not a duty, but like well, they're sick mm. and they need someone mm. and I'm free. Mm. Yes, I've done 15 classes, but I'm not doing anything at 6 a.m. Mm. I'll do this class, you know, so I had no mm. boundaries. Whereas now I've got boundaries in terms of I know my, I know it's not good for my body to mm. do, say, I don't know, like unless, unless I'm like actually I could wiggle around on this day, I don't teach other classes or whatever, you know. Then I won't necessarily say say um, no, but I'm pretty good at setting boundaries there as well. So would you say that in the work environment, yeah, your your boundaries are quite clear. In I your think working so. Environment now they are. They now. didn't used to be. Okay. But now they are. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think also sometimes your uh, that's positively reinforced as well. The um, uh, you like covering everyone because yeah. then you're seen as a team player, which is really positive. Yeah. Uh, but is not great for burnout, no. not great for the potential of for injury and all of that stuff. So that's the thing is that you you can have kind of porous, rigid, so loose, where, where strict. Where do you Oh, jeez. I don't know. <laughs> what? You came up with this topic and you didn't think about it? I, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm no expert. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm probably... Mm. I tend towards loose boundaries. Okay. And then I get burnt out and I become rigid. Okay, so you go from one extreme to the other. Um, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I maybe. guess so. Yeah. Yeah, like um, But we've you've always known this. Like we've known this about you've known this about yourself and we've known this about me that I'm not like you know, extreme. Oh, you're not extreme. You know? Yeah. Whereas you're more Must of extreme so nice. kind of person. Must be so nice. <laughs> But I think you're learning as well. I don't think you go through, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I would like to think that as I get older, I'm somehow finding more of a healthy balance. <laughs> I think so. And I think it depends on what environment. Like you yeah. said, you know, for you, you've developed um, healthier boundaries with your work situation. Mm. You know, I, I, I relate to that. I have, I have good boundaries as a parent, yeah, you know what I mean? Nice. Like I'm, I'm not. I don't have loose boundaries with parenting. I wonder. I don't know if I have rigid boundaries, but I, you know, kind of. So, what's an example of you having healthy boundaries parenting? Healthy boundaries. I mean, this is this is kind of like, mm, I guess, mm, depends what your parenting. No, but just give an example. Um, like my kid who are te- my kids who are teenagers mm-hmm. will say. Mum, um, uh, I've got to go uh, to this place. Uh, can you take me? And I'm like, well, no, because I, I'm busy doing something. And uh, you know, they're like, oh, what? And I said, listen, if you want me to take you somewhere, you need to give me this much notice. Mm-hmm. If you don't give me nice. this much notice, you cannot, like, my job is not Uber driver. This is not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think in that way I'm quite, yeah. you know, I'm I'm definitely not um, a pleaser as a mum. Mm. I try not to be the opposite. Yeah. I'm definitely not a pleaser. Yeah. You know, like I believe that 
uh, you know, being independent is really important and it builds character and, you know, all of that stuff. So okay, I feel um, like you remind your kids of that. It's good. Absolutely. It's really important. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I think it kind of depends on, I think that in... What about as a f- in friendships? In friendships? Oh, that's such a hard question. I don't know how to well, answer it. No, because I'm just thinking of friendships for me, I think... Because I actually asked Ceci that question because mm. you told me to think about it. Mm. So I, was, I asked Ceci this one. I was like, do you think I've got healthy boundaries? Like, where do you think I've got rigid boundaries and where do you think I've got loose boundaries? Mm. And he said, for you, when somebody does something that really crosses your values, yes. you you are they're, they're out of the Christmas card. Oh. <laughs> they're completely out. And I was like, yeah, you make a good point. And then he named a couple people who I obviously won't name because that mm. would be silly. Mm. But he was like, you know, these two people crossed mm. your values. Mm, mm. So whether that was to do with, um, I don't know, just uh, what's an example without giving away too much? I think when somebody disrespects women mm. and uh, has actions that are just unacceptable to me towards mm. women, they're out yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. I'm not going to treat them badly. I'm always going to say hello and whatever. Mm. But I am, I've got very strict boundaries that I'm not giving them anything at all. Mm. If they're asking me how I am, I'm going to respond, but I'm not going to give them much more than that. No. I'm just not interested. No. Because you've crossed that boundary for me, and that's it. Mm. There's actually no, like, and, he, and that's what Essie said, like, there's actually no turning back for you. Like, once they're out, they are out. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's true. That's, yeah, because I've observed it. So... <laughs> <laughs> like if I have no time, no time for someone, I have no time for someone. And there's only like a very select few people. Like I'm, I, I'd like to think I'm a kind person. Oh, like for sure. it takes a lot to get me there. Yeah. But when they, when they have crossed that line, they've had, they've done something pretty, pretty bad. There's literally no energy going out from that. No. Like there's none. Like you Zero. can, if you could Below see it, <laughs> it's like there's a big gigantic wall. <laughs> you know, and nothing's going past. Yeah, but that's okay, you know, because I'll make conversation and yeah, you're you know, good at kind you're of good. You're break good. up you're the good. tension. Thank no, you. There's well, no I don't tension. think there's any tension. No, no, no. I'm, no, I don't think this person has any idea. These people have got any idea. That no, I'm, yeah, I don't think so. No, but so what about you? Do you think? Well, oh, I don't know about friendships, but the what came to mind was romantic relationships. Okay, right. Most definitely, my. Um, my first relationship and probably a couple uh, afterwards, um, very loose boundaries, incredibly loose boundaries. So example, please? Uh, They won't give away too much. Oh, like I was just, I was such, I mean, I was such a walkover. Like, you know, someone broke up with me six times and I kept going back. Like, (laughs) you know, I, um, (laughs) yeah, and I sort of, um, I was the same. Oh, I was the same when I was younger. I wonder if that's kind of. I think that's a, a little bit of the process. A little bit. I think there's because when you're younger, you're not as confident. You're not. You haven't lived as much of the life. Mm. You haven't had as much experience. Mm. You maybe don't have as much self value. Mm. So, like, I went back a lot, like with people oh, yeah. who cheated on me. Like yeah. I've talked about this on here. Yeah. I I had very loose boundaries. Whereas now, though, I've learned, and that's definitely one of my values. If my partner was ever to cheat on me, I don't think I could look past that mm-hmm. because that's kind of like a clear line for me. You'd have a wall. I'd have a wall. Yeah. See ya, you see? See, see you later. Good luck. <laughs> good luck out there. Yeah, good luck. Hope you have I a good life. I wish you the best. But it's not going to be with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good that you know that. You know, like, but... Funny, isn't it, that we have had to go through so much of that to get to a point where it's sort of, kind of sucks, you know, healthier. But I suppose that's part of like learning and all of that because you yeah. have to have to be able to communicate um, boundaries, uh, types of boundaries though. Yeah, different types of boundaries. So just to go through very quickly, because uh, you might have loose or rigid or healthy boundaries depending on the type of boundaries. So have a think about it as as I go through these. Okay. Physical boundaries, so personal space and physical touch. Are we going through them, like, yeah. sharing? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know I'm not a huge hugger person mm-hmm. unless it's with people that I'm close to. Yeah, so I don't really love touchy, feely 
people that I don't. I don't mind if it's you. Just oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> just, just testing out. Me right now. Testing out. Just the, the shoulder. <laughs> what about you? Uh, oh, you know, I I struggle a little bit. <laughs> I always put this down to growing up on a farm, but I struggle a little bit when people are very their personal space is very close, <gasps> and you <sighs> and you kind of move back, and then they move in, and you move back, and they move in, and I just I always sort of thought of it like I grew up on a farm. There was a lot of space. Like this is not normal for me to be that close to people. Ah, uh, I didn't grow up on a farm, and I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, physical touch. It's, uh, I mean, I, I think you notice you notice those people when they're talking to you and they, they keep, like, you know, something funny and they'll, like, kind of hit your arm and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of that. Mm. Yeah, not a huge Neither. Not yeah. a huge fan. Well, I, I don't do it myself. Do I? <laughs> I don't do it. Uh, no. No, <laughs> you don't. Sorry, I was, think, I was thinking about something <laughs> else. Um, I was, uh, sorry, I was thinking about the next one, which is intellectual boundaries, so thoughts and ideas. Intellectual like boundaries. Like sharing your thoughts and ideas with people? Um, so... Oh, so like say if someone says something that you that you don't believe in or mm-hmm. that crosses your boundaries, would you speak up? Yeah. How would you respectfully um, honour their opinion but communicate that you didn't necessarily agree with it? Or um, what is your reaction to if you've shared a thought or idea and it gets shut down, dismissed, right. ridiculed? You know, how how do you do you loose boundaries? You you probably wouldn't say anything. Mm. Or in that first situation, you said where someone says something really offensive, yeah, sexist, racist. You know, yeah. what is your ability to communicate that? Right. You have no well, problem. Yeah, no, I don't have any problem because I just feel like there's, it's this for so long, we've let things go when mm. it comes to sexism and racism. Mm. For so long, mm. we've just let things go mm. and comments and stuff. So I think I, I'm, I'm quite com- comfortable pulling someone up, but respectfully, because I understand that they might um, have these thoughts and ideas because maybe they haven't been open to that side of the world or they've never, um, ex- I don't know, you know, then, you know, like, you know, mm. in the staff room, I'll pull up quite a lot of mm. guys if they say sexist comments. Mm. I'll be like, hold on a minute. Mm. Let's just talk about this. Do you have a sister? Mm. Do you have a girlfriend? Mm. Let's talk about it then. Mm. <laughs> mm. Most of the time, you know, they do. And like, do you have female clients? Because you need to know this then. Yeah. Yeah. And same for racism. I And I think also I feel quite strongly about that because of Essie being um, not white. Mm-hmm. So he goes through a lot of racism in his life mm. and one day they will be my kids. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, it's something that I've had to work on as I've gotten older. Okay. So so much, I'm much better at it um, having gotten over it. So gotten older, sorry. So um, that not seeing it so black and white, like either I right. don't say anything and therefore don't offend them or I say something, uh, I speak up, and then they're going to feel like I'm um, condemning them or whatever. Right. That sort of balance between, uh, you know, sort of, like you said, acknowledging that everyone's life experience is different and, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so having the empathy to sort of go, <clears throat> potentially, given that you've only ever, ex- in the case of sexism, for example, given that you've only ever experienced the world as, um, you know, a, a male who identifies as a man and possibly, you know, um, heterosexual, then your experience understanding anything else is going to be challenging. Hard. Yeah. But being true to myself and speaking up in that moment, because what I can't live with going forward is regretting not saying something. Yeah. And exactly that, that it's just we have to do that, not yeah. from a place of, of condemning people for it, but just having a conversation that hopefully encourages some empathy and yeah, understanding. Yeah, and being respectful. Yeah. yeah. There are some battles that are just not worth having sometimes. You know, yeah. like say if you get into a, uh, you might like pull them up on something and you can see they're not getting it and they're actually quite far gone, mm-hmm. then then uh, mm-hmm. I think I, yeah, I don't have any problem with also thinking, do you know what, this battle's not worth having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think that's smart. Uh, emotional boundaries is the next one. So um, uh, people's feelings. 
Emotional boundaries are violated when someone criticizes, belittles, or invalidates another person's feelings. So similar to the intellectual boundary, really, where it's, um, you know, someone's uh, uh, understanding of uh, or experience of something, this is about feelings. So that potentially you open up and saying, I'm, I'm feeling sad, and someone uh, criticizes you for that mm. and having a boundary that kind of goes <laughs> actually that that needed to be acknowledged yeah you're asking me where I sit there yeah um I think I'm uh quite comfortable expressing my feelings on how I'm feeling with say Issy or you or Shani mm. um but like uh I'm just thinking like in my work with clients I won't I have boundaries in the sense that when I train them, this is their time. Yeah. It's not about yep. me. Yeah. Yep. And same with classes. Like, yep. I'm not going to go into a class and say, oh, God, I'm so tired today. Like, it's just not about me. So yeah. my boundary is to not share it in that instance. Yeah. With some clients, I might share it if I'm having, I'm going through a hard time or something. But most of the time, I, I think I choose not to. Yeah. 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 I I would have had the same perspective yeah. as a PT. I think it's it's not my time. It's theirs. Yeah. That's what they're paying for. Is yeah. that support? But I think sometimes uh, you can have more of a relationship where there can be a little bit more of an exchange. But yeah, yeah, generally, um, and it's also with the emotional boundaries. It's although this podcast is not a good example of that, but um, <laughs> you know where you gradually share personal information <laughs> that that I wouldn't necessarily meet someone. <laughs> For the first time and tell them my deep, dark secrets. Um, I I wonder if this is probably something I need to... I'll give you an example. So so I I need to update my passport. Yes, you do. Yeah. So so it went out of date during COVID and I haven't updated it, right? Mm. And it requires, you know, sending in a photo or whatever it is. I and Greg, who is currently in London... (laughs) said to me a few months ago, you know, do you want to come to Europe and we'll go to Dublin afterwards and catch up with people? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sounds like a great idea. And I just didn't do my passport, right? (laughs) And then I was like, hold on a second. This is is crazy. There's something that is stopping me Mm. from updating my passport. Subconsciously. Right? Subconsciously. So this is the conversation that I have with... Um, you know, a few of my close friends yeah. is sort of this whole like. Why I don't am know, I not doing why, it? Why do I not want to start? Do I have anxiety about travel? Like, what? Like, what is this? You know. Anyway, so I teach a class last week, and there was a member who I hadn't seen for a while, and uh, she's like, "Oh, it's nice to see you again." Um, you know, I I was away on holiday, and you know, whatever. And I was like, "That's great," and you know, blah blah. And then she's like, "You know, have you got any holidays planned? Are you going to go overseas?" I go into, I haven't updated my passport, and I think there's probably a deeper meaning to why I haven't. <laughs> like, I don't need to talk about this at the gym. So you told this poor lady about the fact that you're feeling anxious about going back. To- <laughs> Absolutely. So as this was kind of like rolling out of my you're mouth, like, <laughs> you know, and I'm kind of going, oh, God, I can't get it back now. Like, why do I, why do, I do this? Like, why? Like... She doesn't need to know but wait, this. How does she respond? Oh, she was very nice. Then you could, you could sense that she was one that was going to listen oh, and care. Listen, she's so you, lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you could sense that she was going to listen and care. Yeah. If it had been someone totally like random, yeah, they would be like, "Why the hell is this woman yeah. sharing this with me?" So, why won't you update your passport? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know, Jess. We've been through this. Oh, sorry. What was it? What? what? I thought we we went. I thought we talked about this. I think, ages ago. You know what? I think that this year. <laughs> is this really what we're going to talk about right now? <laughs> if you want. I thought we we're. we're I thought we're working on me having better emotional boundaries. <laughs> oh, you don't want to share. That's fine. No, no, I no, will. No, that's fine. No, I will. Okay. I will. Okay. In your face. Um, just kidding. Um, no, I have not updated my passport. I believe. I'm sorry, I believe that this is this is why, right? Okay. This sorry. this year has been really challenging. Yes, it has. Really challenging because of my husband's job, and there has been 
a huge amount of uncertainty. There's a, been a huge amount of kind of like chat about uh, his job, whether he still has it or not. That and leaving my role as group fitness manager, which I, you know, unfortunately became very burnt out in. Mm. I think that what I am craving more than anything is security. Yeah. And certainty. Yeah. And I think that I am managing kind of anxiety around that and therefore the thought of, of leaving, you know, going on, on to the other side of the world, leaving my kids, um, you know, and all of that, I think it's just too much. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. probably... <laughs> sorry that you had to share. I'm sorry, you really didn't have to. I knew this already. That's why I haven't updated my passport, which, which is I think, crazy no, because I not. struggled to stay in one place for most of my life. I know, so this is very different to you, for you. But I character. think that's totally fair enough, and I think it's amazing that you came to that realisation when you did, which was ages ago, you, mm, you know, like mm, we, we yeah, talked about it, yeah. and then I think there was like a light bulb moment moment yeah. um, within you and I think that's awesome that you realised that but I'm mm. sorry that you didn't want to share and I just forced it out of you so if you want no, to cut no, no. it out you can no 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 it's not it's actually not that I didn't want to share it because when totally I just fine. asked you like why do, why have you not updated your password you're like I don't know and I'm like sis you do know and so do I <laughs> we talked about this for an hour and I'm never getting that out back <laughs> You with your loose friendship boundaries. Um, Yeah, so uh, emotional boundaries. What are the boundaries are there? I'm an oversharer for sure. My answer to, you know, are you travelling overseas? You know, do you think you'll do it? Not at this stage. That's all I need to say. Okay, don't don't go into the passport and the deeper meaning. Well, I haven't updated my passport. (laughs) I think it's because of my anxiety. Um, Sexual boundaries. So what? sexual boundaries. Oh. <laughs> I was like, did I hear that right? So the sexual boundaries can be violated with unwanted sexual touch, pressure to engage in sexual acts, uh, leering or sexual comments. Leering, that's a funny one, isn't it? What's leering? What does that mean? Oh, like um, a construction site. Like a whole group of guys like staring at ah. someone, you know, kind of um, going past, I guess. Unwanted... Um, sexual attention, maybe. Something like that. So then what would be an example of having good boundaries there? Like, there's you walk past the construction site and they whistle and you go, excuse me, what? Actually, when I was a project manager, it was yeah. quite good. Yeah. But that's because I had it, yeah, yeah. But um, I, when, I was, when I was in that role, I would pull them up because... because I was their boss and don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's a boundary. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be kind of like walked over because yeah. of that. Yeah, I don't want to be um, uh, called out like that. Um, what I are quite, your boundaries like with uh, that? Uh, with oh, I met. <laughs> I mean, like I'm older, so I, I have no. no shame. I have no issue with <laughs> none whatsoever. That's the benefit of getting older, is yeah. you know, kind of for me. This has been a long so time coming. Would, what's an example then? I mean, no, like, no one makes passes at me anymore, Nat, so it's not, it's not even a thing. Whatever. That's not true. I don't believe that. I do not believe that. You're beautiful. Well, that's very kind, but it, <laughs> I'm also I'm also older. So, um, but, yeah, it, it's kind of, not kind of, um, if I got, I don't think that that, that kind of thing happens anymore because, like you said, the culture of um, the construction site has changed. Well, like, they can... They can get into a lot of trouble now mm. if they do it and they get caught yeah. doing that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, but if that happened, I think what would be fun would be to go over and go, oh, do I, sorry, do I know you? <laughs> I think that would be kind of fun. You'd have so much fun doing that. I'd like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, material boundaries, so that's referring to money and possessions. So, you know that... Like giving? Yeah, so that friend or family member who's like, can I borrow some money? Can Always I borrow some more money? Always their wallet. Oh, yeah. You know, that person. Everyone knows a person like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I've got... When it comes to my family, super loose. I'll give them anything mm. they need. Yeah, yeah. Close friends, same. Others, not so much. Mm-hmm. I think I've got... Sounds healthy. Yeah, yeah, but if it, if my family needs anything, 
you know, I'll, yeah. But they do the same for you. Yeah, of course, yeah, but they yeah. don't have money to give me. <laughs> so so it's, it's generally, like, I would never ask my mum mm. for money because, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What that about you? Sense. Mm. I think you're very generous. Mm. Yeah. As a I friend, think, you're very generous. Yeah, I think, like like you said... Um, so generous. Family, friends. Too generous. Oh, no, no, no. Um, family, friends, definitely. I think also, you know, kind of experience. Like I I felt very – I felt like I was just really lucky. At 18, I started modelling and I mm. made good money, mm. um, you know. And But my friends were uh, studying or they were kind of working, you know, sort of um, – minimum wage type jobs and so if we were to go out for coffee or whatever then I would pay because yeah, it, you know yeah. it was kind of like well I if I'm lucky enough to yeah. earn the money that I do then that's that's I think that's just kind of like yeah. karma yeah for sure you know oh so. for sure yeah yeah uh last one is time boundaries so um demands of your time you're good with that Really? Yep. I oh, think because like you're just very busy. busy. <laughs> but I am actually busy. Yeah, you actually are busy. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, if I, yeah, yeah. I don't have time, I'm going to go and sit in the storage room. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but sometimes I do sit in there. But not as much as I did a while ago. I feel like I'm not as burnt out. Not out as. of those, is there are there any that you would like to work on? Physical, intellectual, emotional, sexual, material, time. Any that I want to work on. I think I'm, I feel pretty good where I'm at. Okay. I'm not perfect, but I think I'm pretty good where I'm at. What about you? So happy that you've got nothing to work on. That's so awesome for you. Uh, well, I, you know, I've talked about it just before. Emotional boundaries. Hey, this is very serious. I Sorry. can't believe you're laughing at me I think I'm right at this now. stage where we know you, we lose it sometimes. I've yes. lost it now. Yes. Okay. I'm back. Emotional boundaries. Emotional boundaries. I don't need to share emotionally what's going on. Like, this is my work on. I actually don't need to share what is emotionally going on with me. And I also don't need to take on what is emotionally going on with other people. You can share with people close to you, but maybe not. Just a random. Random, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I think I have this whole thing of like, you know, I I my thing is to leave leave to live an authentic life. Yes, but you and know what? that you do, sis. I don't need to overshare <laughs> to achieve that. <laughs> okay, so that's your homework for the next week. Work on emotional then, boundaries? Yes. Okay. And cool. then you're gonna report back to us next week. Listeners, same to you. Have a think about what you need to work on in terms of your boundaries and then Follow us on Instagram at Babes Listen and come to our event if you haven't heard about this yet. It's a, we're calling this event, it's a workshop, Babes Move. You're going to be doing a workout with us, a yoga session with us. Um, there'll be education. Dr. Chantal Venter will be there. You might have seen her on, on our other episode. She's come on two or three times and she's amazing. She'll be answering your medical questions. There'll be a Q&A and we're just going to hang out and chat and have bubbles at the end together. What more could you want? Nothing. Anything you want to add? Literally nothing. L- lit- yeah, yes. that was it. Okay, follow us at Babes Listen. Goodbye.